Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, fentanyl. Fentanyl, of course, has become a real danger in this country. Uh, fentanyl is a very, very dangerous, dangerous drug. Uh, a lot of it comes imported. It is 50 times more powerful than heroin and 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. About two milligrams is a potentially fatal dose for most people. And just to give you perspective, a teaspoon of fentanyl contains about 5,000 milligrams. So there have been a rising number of deaths related to fentanyl, drug poisoning. Two milligrams is like 10 to 15 grains of salt. Small, small amount. That's how little it takes to kill you. In 2021, a record number of Americans, uh, over 107,000, died from a drug poisoning or overdose, and 60% of those deaths can be attributed to synthetic opioids, such as fentanyl. Now, we're going to talk about what's happening out in Riverside County, which was profiled in a recent story about what the DA there and the sheriff are doing to try to step up uh, prosecuting people who have uh, been involved in fentanyl dealing. Let's talk to Sheriff Chad Bianco. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff, how are you? Welcome again. I'm doing good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. So you've arrested 22 people in connection with fentanyl deaths since you uh, started this uh, war against the fentanyl uh, business in in, in Riverside. That's just since uh, the beginning, what, 2021, huh? Yes, it's for about 18 months. So it was a little bit after 2021, uh, mid-year, somewhere around there is when we started. And yes, 22 people have been arrested for murder in their part play, in their part in supplying fentanyl to someone that died. Now, uh, it, it's supposed to be tricky to charge 
somebody who supplies a drug with murder. I know they were trying to get a stronger law passed in Sacramento, but the uh, idiot Democrats refused to do it. Are, uh, oh, the, the, are these prosecutions uh, difficult to pull off? They they are. They are extremely difficult. The laws are certainly not set up uh, to assist us in any way in, in providing victims assistance and fam- their families justice. Uh, they're, they're definitely set up for the suspects. And you are exactly right. We could not get anything passed uh, through our legislature that adds any type of a crime to uh, or a punishment for a crime to anyone. That, that's just their agenda. And it's it's heartening or disheartening. I'm sorry. It's uh, but these investigations, they're extremely difficult. They're extremely lengthy. And it's it, it takes a lot, a lot of investigative detail to uh, to get the evidence needed for our prosecutors uh, to be able to to handle these cases and get them through court. What kind of evidence do you have to collect to get the well, district attorney I, to file a case for murder? There's I, I, I honestly I don't want to tell you everything that we have to get because I don't want uh, we're certainly making an impact here where where the people selling drugs know that if they sell drugs in in Riverside County and someone dies from it, that we are going to arrest them for murder and charge them and try them. Um, I will tell you that it is very, very uh, detailed and tactical investigation in in the things that we need to prove that they are the ones that supplied those drugs that killed the the individual that took them. Yeah, I see in this story that you said your county averages 80 to 100 homicides a year and you have 20 investigators. But when it comes to fentanyl, you got four investigators and a sergeant for 482 active fentanyl-related deaths countywide. That sounds like an overwhelming job. It, it is overwhelming. And I have to tell you that those 480 that they are actively pursuing – those are the cases that we have determined do have the potential of, of reaching the point where we can arrest someone for murder. That's not all of the deaths we have. That's not all of the people that are dying. It's just the ones that we have gone through that it, it looks on its face that we do have enough. And there is that potential to gather that important information that shows that that person is the one that supplied that, that drug. And they, it's, there's a lot of search warrants involved. There's a lot of interviewing involved. It's a it's a very detailed, tedious investigation that, quite honestly, that those numbers, just what you said, the the five guys, the one supervisor, four guys working nearly 100 cases each. It's it's overwhelming. Uh, OK, so what's what's the long term? Uh, what's, what's the long term? I don't know, program that we need here, a strategy. I mean, obviously, you need the cooperation of the state government, because there's no way you're going to be able to round up all these uh, fentanyl pushers that are killing people. You're you're never going to have the personnel. That's right. And so with what we have, we know that we know we can't go ask for more money to hire 100 more investigators. So we're having to multipurpose our deputies and our and our station investigators to assist with these investigations, to to handle interviews, to handle with the evidence gathering, to handle handle the forensic uh, you know, processes of, of electronic data and things like that. But in the end, it's going to take the state actually wanting to do something to stop the, the, the fentanyl deaths in this state. Um, our legislators are, 
are really doing a serious disservice to this state, and it's there's they should be being held accountable. It's amazing how little they care. You know, they have to adjust to this because this is a growing problem that's only come on the forefront in the last several years. They have to change the tactics and, and understand that, the, that, that fentanyl is really killing people. All right, look, can, I, can I ask you something? Because a friend of mine, her son, uh, at college— wanted uh he was he was upset and jittery over something and wanted a xanax and got a xanax Mm -hmm. from someone i don't know who the xanax was Mm -hmm. laced with fentanyl and he nearly died he had to be rushed to the hospital a story like that is that common among the people you have found who died of fentanyl that they were trying to get some other kind of pill maybe more innocent and uh yes so that that the short answer is that is exactly what is happening. And for for that person, there was no Xanax in that pill. So what we're finding is all of these these pills, whether it's a Xanax, an oxycodone, a, a Percocet, a Valium, all of those types of drugs are being manufactured to look like that drug. Same markings, same colors, everything. But really, they're just they're nothing but fentanyl and binder. So it's the person maybe ordering an oxycodone off of Snapchat or a Vicodin, whatever the case may be, and really it's a completely illicit fentanyl pill that has nothing to do other than it looks like it. And so these people, they may, you know, maybe that 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 child has taken that pill many times in the past with no side effects no you know you may feel a little bit it's just a prescription pill but when you have and you think you can just do it again and that one time with that one fentanyl pill one pill kills that's the that's the 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 storyline of the 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 campaign against this and they it's and it's fast it's not a prolonged death where uh, you know it it takes you feel yourself going out this is within seconds the business of drug pushers is to get people addicted or to maintain their addiction. But now they're selling exactly. pills that, that kill their customers. I, I, what, what, what is the motivation here for handing out <laughs> deadly poison? It's, it's the, the whole thing about new customers and greed of money. Uh, fentanyl is extremely cheap, like, like a, a hundredth the cost of the regular drug in some cases. And it's extremely cheap to make. And it is so addicting that we are finding it now in every drug. So, for instance, methamphetamine. Methamphetamine is still being abused, but the chances of you dying from an overdose of methamphetamine are extremely low. The problem now is in order to addict those people more, to get it physically addicting with that narcotic, they're adding fentanyl to it. And so you don't even know, you think you're just taking your normal methamphetamine, but it's, it's that fentanyl in it to make it addicting. So now you have to go back more repeatedly, and you're going back to that same dealer because they have a better drug than the other guy down the street. So they're making more clients, and they're, it's cheaper because of the, the, the cost of the fentanyl. And it's all about more clients. It's that more addiction because some people may may casually take methamphetamine, may casually be a cocaine user or a heroin user or even a fentanyl user, but it is so addicting that you're no longer casual anymore. You need it more and more often. And the manufacturing process is just so sloppy that many of these pills are going to be uh, loaded with too much fentanyl. Yes. I I mean, I don't want to seem simplistic, but imagine a bathtub of binder and then you dump a bag of fentanyl in it and stir it up with a stick 
and then make pills out of it. So the chances of you getting, uh, you described earlier, the, the small amount needed to, to kill a person, imagine they're, they're, it's not scientific mixing. It's just some of it's with a blender or even with a spoon, a stick. And so you never know how much fentanyl is in that pill. The, the federal government has, has estimated that 40% of the fentanyl pills that are out there contain a lethal dose. That's astronomical. Wow, that's really dangerous. This is all coming in from Mexico. It, it is completely coming in from Mexico. All the fentanyl is being made in China. It's being smuggled into Mexico or taken into Mexico. It's, it, it used to be it was being fashioned into pills in Mexico, but now with the open border, it's just being brought over in bulk in powder and so we're seeing the pills and the powder form and it's just being smuggled across the border and into our streets sheriff bianco thanks for talking to us we really appreciate it and uh, good work with what you and the da are doing out there in riverside county on fentanyl thanks guys thanks for trying to bring this out all right that's sheriff chad bianco they were featured in a press enterprise story about teaming up the sheriff and the district attorney to prosecute suspected drug dealers for murder in fentanyl-related deaths. More coming up. KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Well, the headline for the vegan is this. And John Cobalt loved this story so much, he sent it twice. <laughs> twice? The Great Vegan Diet Con. How a plant-based lifestyle is not always better for your health and could lead to brittle bones, anemia, and, uh-oh, Deborah Mark, hair loss. Uh, oh, no. Not you're, that. You're going to end up bald. <laughs> and bald <maybe>. and broken. <laughs> yeah, it's just a crumple of bones on the ground. I will not. Who was well, that girl? It does say that a, a, a poorly planned vegan diet can be dangerous for your health. These are people that buy a lot of the processed vegan food. Which that's I in the do supermarkets. not. No, you well, do not. This vindicates me, though. It <laughs> says here, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's been a surge in highly processed vegan foods. Made yeah, she to, doesn't eat that stuff. Made to taste like the real thing. Yeah, but everybody else is pushing this crap, right? Now, I don't know if it's selling because we're seeing Beyond Meat burgers dropping like a yeah. rock. All right, vegan cheeses, meat-free burgers, non-dairy ice cream. She doesn't eat any of that. Except so. the non-dairy ice cream I do eat. Made oh. with coconut milk or almond milk, oat milk. That's her exception. Like the leather boots, right? No, this is not. No, that that's not. There's nothing hypocritical about about consuming non-dairy ice cream. Well, it says they cram them full of unhealthy oil, starch, and other ingredients, high in saturated fat, sugar, and salt. That's to, how they do it to get people to feel like it tastes good. To achieve the impossible task of making bland vegetables or, <laughs> or tofu, tofu credible. I don't eat tofu either. That's well, right. You're an independent vegan. Yes, I, I, I guess that's why you still have your hypocritical you, vegan. You still have your hair then. I well, yes. Can can you I, not I, see? I don't know if that's a wig. I'm... Okay, look. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> They've also got depression on the list here. What can happen to a vegan? Mm. We know you have that problem. Mm, well, <laughs> only when I come in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> see, it says here with John. The, exactly. hu the human body needs 1,300 milligrams of calcium to maintain healthy bones. Which you get from yogurts, cheese, and milk. Yeah, dairy that she won't eat. I take but a supplement. She says she takes supplements, yep. but I've often read that supplements can't make up what's in natural foods. I Vegans are more than twice as likely to suffer a hip fracture, ankle injury, or other bone damage on their leg. Because of the oh. lack of calcium. Right. They consume nearly only half the amount of daily calcium as meat eaters. Mm. You get about mm -hmm. 600 milligrams a day. A meat eater gets over 1,000. 
You're at risk of fractures. I'll just be careful. What can I say? And then losing weight leaves less cushioning for bones when someone falls. See? Oh, it's a good idea. You're right. You should have a little fat flap there. If, if, you, <laughs> if you have a fat rear end, that takes the shock. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't. I, no, not interested in that. Um, yeah, you, keep going. You, you're, we're just going to find you a crumple of bones one day. Maybe. Vegan women have a higher risk of breaking their hips later in life compared to meat eaters. They did a study in 2022. Yeah. They looked at 26,000 middle-aged women. And those who did not eat meat had a 33% higher risk of fractures. So give her a hip bump and see what happens. <laughs> um, they looked uh, found after five years vegans, 30% more likely to suffer a fracture. This is Anemic. not good. Normally the body manufactures enough red blood cells to supply adequate oxygen to all cells, allowing them to carry out daily functions. But in anemics, there are too few red blood cells for this task. And uh, one way you can get... Uh, but meat eaters are usually, and heavy meat eaters are, are not anemic. Uh, that is a source of uh, what you need there to uh, no. to reduce the chance of being anemic. I'm I have, tested every year. I, I get a full physical, lots of blood work done. I'm okay. See, I have strong, rich blood. Because of all yeah. the meat you eat? Yes. Well, only 7% of vegans suffer from anemia, but it is double the uh, number from meat eaters. So uh, Now let's get into hair loss. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> what about stroke? B12 deficiency. Nope, you know I take a B12 supplement, See, too. hair is not an essential tissue to the body. It's optional. Yeah. When there's a deficiency of key nutrients, the body may discard it. If you're not eating enough of the correct foods, mm -hmm. this can result in excessive shedding. What, what are the correct foods to keep your hair? Uh, uh, be meat. Meat again? Yes, back to right. meat? Oh, back right. to meat, really? Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Hair is made of keratin, which is made from several different proteins found in animal tissue. Yeah. Long. Oh, sorry, Deborah. Well, you we know what? That's why we have wigs. I don't have one now, but if I need one one day, then I'll have to deal with that. Yeah. Vitamin B or iron deficiency can trigger hair loss. Mm -hmm. B12, yeah. Uh, she says she takes supplements. Exactly. We already the, went over that, John. The anemia it causes would lead to... We know to you have hair wait, extensions. Don't lie. Listen. I do not. I've never, ever had a hair extension. The anemia it causes leads to too little oxygen getting to areas like the scalp. And I bet you it doesn't get to the brain much either. Well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they also found a bunch of Brazilians, people on a vegan diet, were twice as likely to be depressed. You know, but I credit that one to just, that's kind of an obsessive personality that can get yeah. depressed easy because they're you, too worked up over everything. You just don't want to end up depressed, mm -hmm. bald. Oh, thank you for caring. And broken. I'll take that all under consideration. I'll be a hot mess one day. I'll walk in here and you won't even recognize me. More coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live on the iHeartRadio app. So Steve Lang is coming on. He's one of our listeners. The headline is San Clemente is losing beach sand. The city is hiring a consultant to find a solution. It's even stopped the railroad from running through there because it's very close to the edge. Railroad damage caused by strong surf and high tides. They have halted commuter service along the coast in southern San Clemente until at least mid-December while they can make emergency repairs now. Yeah, John mentioned Steve Lang. He wrote to us uh, with, uh, obviously he's a resident and he can tell us a lot more about this and what he thinks is the problem. So let's get him on. Uh, let's get Steve here. How are you, Steve? Good. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can. So, uh, according to your letter, 10 years ago, there was 80 yards of beach in San Clemente, and now there's nothing? 
Yeah, we I live in a community called Cypress Shore, and it's right at the border of the San Diego Orange County line, right where the old Nixon White House was. It's called Cotton's Point. It's a famous surf break. We have lower trestles, upper trestles, cottons, and it's a big surf break. And so um, our beach, we have a we have our own beach in Cypress Shore. This is a few hundred yards wide, and it, it used to be 80 to 100 yards wide. We had four volleyball courts. We had barbecues, picnic tables, swing sets, showers, uh, and the like. And now we have a break wall. All the sand is 100% gone. I sent you guys some pictures. Sent the photos. They're, they're yeah, dr- we can see that. They're That's dramatic. Uh, what's caused this? Is this gradual, or was there some monster storm that took out most of the sand at once? It's both. Um, the, the city of San Clemente has had a sand replenishment program in the works for 25 years. Sand <laughs> comes from be- beach sand. Yeah, exactly. Beach sand comes from erosion, mainly the riverbeds. So we have uh, our riverbed feeders. The main one we have is San Juan Creek, which comes out at Doheny and in uh, San Juan Capistrano. And then we have San Mateo Creek and San Onofre Creek. And when it rains, water runs down the aquifer from all the valleys inland, and it washes out into the ocean, and then the, the waves distribute it onto the beach. And so... Our beaches in South Orange County are, I don't know, billions of years old. I don't know, but they've been here forever since I was a little kid. And uh, and so once we've developed uh, all of the communities in in all along the coast, everywhere we've we've basically eliminated natural sand replenishment. So this is not new. It's not new news. Uh, the government knows about it. Everybody should know about it. Uh, but nothing's happened uh, for a long time, and there's a lot of reasons. I don't want to throw anybody into the bus because I can't really speak to that so much. But in 2014, we had a hurricane named Marie, and it was a Category 5 hurricane, and the eye of the storm was 90 miles off of our coast. And so when Marie came, with all the surfers, you know, all the magazines were talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks it was the best surf biggest surf we've had in southern california maybe 50 years and uh so in in the surf world he called it going off it was everything was really good but but she came in and the waves were lasted for days and they were you know 20 foot faces plus and and she destroyed took so much sand off of our beaches it was it's incredible and so after that uh, each succeeding south swell that came in would uh, take more and more sand, and it's just it's disappeared dramatically, rapidly. And like you said in your uh, lead-in, the city of San Clemente's hired an uh, environmental engineering consulting firm to um, investigate why the sand has gone so fast. But uh, most all the surfers, all of us know that it's just been going and it doesn't come back. And so uh, we've been, plus we've been in a drought for, I think, 16 out of the last 20 years. And so there's been no natural sand replenishment. And so now we are at the focal point at Cotton's Point. So our, our, we probably got hit the worst, but all of the, the beaches south and north of us have been devastated over the last few decades, and, and there's no natural replenishment. So Is this just, something we, the city doesn't want to pay for? 
Well, the city, there's, they've got a, there's a federal grant and a state grant, and this is what I've been told, and the city has put their money in to pay for this. The mayor at San Clemente, uh, his name is Tim Brown, was the mayor, uh, I don't know, five, eight years ago. He was the mayor twice, actually. In 2017, he made a video in San Clemente about getting the sand replenished in 2017, which would have helped then, but now uh, there's so much sand is gone. It's the, the sand replenishment program that's supposed to be now instituted, that's 25 years, is now supposed to be here next fall. That is like putting 40 gallons of water in your swimming pool. It's, it's nothing. And so we. Well, I, but I guess is, what I'm wondering is this just part of the natural cycle of life along, yes. the, along the shore? Because there has been uh, a drought for, like you said, 16 out of the last 20 years. And so you're not getting all the sediment rushing off the rivers anymore. And you're getting storms that occasionally wipe out the sand. Like, is this something that there's no point to spending the money because you could have uh, a few bad years where nature goes the wrong way and you're you're back to zero again. You got to spend the money all over again. No, it's I disagree. In my opinion, is uh, that it's, we let it get so bad that it's now become devastated, and so the the man it's a man-made problem. Man has eliminated erosion. We've and there's concrete companies in San Juan Creek that have been taking sand out of the out of the creek for decades and decades and decades. And so, uh, and then the, a lot of the riverbeds are cemented, and then all the hillside oh, development and bluffside development does not allow for natural sand replenishment. So, it, it, and the only way that we can fix it or rectify it is do it ourselves. I see. Uh, yeah, I don't have an opinion on it. I was just I'm just asking. Uh, what what, uh, what about what does it do to the town? I mean, do you end up uh, getting hurt economically? Are there fewer visitors? Did the beaches attract a lot of uh, a lot of people? Yeah, you know, yeah. There's signs on the freeway that says Beach City's next exit, and if you get off and there's no beach, <laughs> what, 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 you know what, what, what's happening. And uh, it's it's dramatic. There's it's. You know, you can see from those pictures. Yeah, and the railroad yeah. tracks are so close to the ocean now, it's bizarre looking. Yep, and the, rail, the railroad tracks have been there forever, but there was a buffer of sand between uh, the mainland the, the, on the other side of the tracks and and the tracks themselves and, and the ocean, there was this sand buffer. What, so it, uh, it, uh, what kind of trains go down that track? Well, it's the, the, the surf line, I, I think they call it, the... The Amtrak trains. The Amtrak train. Well, and then they also run freight at night. Well, do, well, then it, you need that track, right? Amtrak and the freight lines, that's uh, they have to detour that's a now. big yeah. priority here. It's a big priority. And, it's, uh, and, and so because of the loss of sand, in our neighborhood, we have a landslide that's, that's devastated our, our neighborhood uh, dramatically. And the sand act is a natural buffer. And once the sand left, water basically roughly soaks underneath the railroad tracks. Well, I was thinking the federal the government above. would have a big interest in uh, replenishing the sand because otherwise that railroad track is going to be gone. Amen, brother. But they're not My doing anything. Exactly. Well, it, no, they are doing something. Right now the, the Amtrak or uh, OCTA is um, – has a plan, an emergency plan, because this landslide has not uh, stopped yet. It's still moving slightly. 
And the landslide in our neighborhood moved about four feet, dropped four feet. So we have a new four-foot cliff. There's two inside of our neighborhood. There's two houses that are red tagged that are sliding, and um, it's it's just been devastating. So the railroad has a plan right now to spend $12 million, $12.1 million, wow. I believe, to to put a, a tieback system in to, to arrest this landslide. And that and and, and the, the the railroad line itself is in jeopardy of having, uh, you know, the our our neighborhood fall on top of it. So they are they are working feverishly right now to fix that. And they've stopped pedestrian uh, rail service for I think until December. I've heard. And yeah, so they, December. The train the trains haven't been running for a few weeks. Well, it is my hope right now on the John and Ken show. Seriously, don't hope. And, This topic has come up before. We want to bring the meat eater and the animal lover together and make peace. What? That would be you, the animal lover. That would be John, the meat eater. Good luck with that. Never. The FDA has given a safety nod to no-kill meat. It could be for sale soon in the United States. What is no-kill meat? No-kill meat is produced by a company out of San Francisco called Upside Foods. San Francisco. It was co-founded by Uma Valetti, a cardiologist who dreamed of producing meat in a different way. Instead of raising livestock on farms and killing them in slaughterhouses, he wanted to find a way to grow them in a production facility by culturing animal cells. This idea came to him years ago when he was seeing heart attack patients at the Mayo Clinic. Uh, They would grow human heart cells in a lab. He says, if you could do that, why couldn't you grow meat? Mm. Well, you could, I guess. You can extract cells from an animal with a needle biopsy, place them in tanks, feed them nutrients they need to proliferate, including fats, sugar, amino acids, and vitamins, and you end up with meat, which he says tastes exactly the same. And I bring this up because they always say, say, I know, because we're seeing a real downturn, this beyond meat, this. These meat substitute products apparently are tumbling in the marketplace. Because they don't taste good. The Beyond Meat, the what's the other one? Impossible Burger. Impossible, right. All, They're it, tumbling. It's not meat. There's not an ounce of meat in there, so that's why it's not going to taste like it. It's a fake name on a fake product. So what if there's a moratorium on killing animals, and this is this is all you got, John? You got to have this type <laughs> of, of meat, and, or you got to go be a, a vegetarian or a vegan. Do you know people are eating more meat now than ever? Yeah, you always say that. <laughs> because it's always true. <laughs> well, I mean, right now it's chicken. He says they're going to possibly move over to other species, which I guess would eventually be steak and beef. Uh, well, it's it's, it's got now, it's got to taste it's, the same. It has to have the same flavor, the same feel when you bite into it. They uh, took years of experimentation, a crew of biologists, biochemists, biochemists, to turn this product into something that could be eaten. But you're right; the real test is in the taste. So, we can't you adopt that. a new sense of taste? <laughs> So that you don't have to have it taste exactly uh. like real meat. <laughs> Are you mocking me? <laughs> Never. How do you adopt a new sense of taste? I'm just saying, maybe you you just widen your taste buds. I I don't know. That's just, a heck of an operation. You know that. what I'm saying. 
You need I, to evolve, John. Why don't you process what I'm saying before answering so quickly? Me evolve. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you just asked me to do is to evolve? I, yeah. <laughs> I am trapped in my cave. I know, but you can change. There's, there's, there's plenty of, of time for that. He did warn me this was a long shot to bring you two together on this. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I mean, I would... this, now the, the the big story is the FDA has approved this. So, the next step is that they can manufacture it for human consumption. They're not going to be able to make much, though. No, but obviously, if people take to it, that's easy. There is a picture here. They're looking at a recently cooked chicken breast on a plate. It looks like any other chicken breast. But, well, it uh, all looks good. I mean, even one of those fake meat burgers, that the one that was presented to me a few years ago when we were at <laughs> Chef Bruno's, yeah. that looked good. 72% of baby boomers and 82, 88% of Gen Zers who were asked said they would be open to trying cultivated meat. That's mm. basically what it's, mm -hmm. what it's called. Well, they yeah, try you, it, right? you're open to try it once. But there can't be a weird aftertaste. When I ate one of those fake meat burgers, the first bite was okay. And then after a few seconds, like, uh, you know, there was some, you know, just awful aftertaste. What right. about adding, I don't know, ketchup, mustard, something this just to disguise the, it? <laughs> disguise, you, have to, you have to disguise it means it tastes bad. But then it means no animals are killed. I mean, come on. My wife says Look this. at the scale. My wife says this when she's trying to get me to eat vegetables. She goes, well, you know, I can melt a lot of cheese on it, and then you won't taste the vegetable. Well, then why, but, I might as well but, just eat the cheese. Now, the, the developer here says, and he gave a good response. The reporter was given a sample of pan, the pan-fried chicken. It was cooked in white wine butter sauce, which she said, well, everything tastes good. But she says it, it, it's good, and it tastes like chicken because it is chicken. Because it is chicken. It's cultivated okay. from the actual cells of chicken. Uh, okay. It's not some made-up pea, smashed peas, on, or soy. Hold or Hold on. You could take my right arm and make a burger out of it, and it'll taste good with white wine butter sauce. But it would still be you. So if somebody was a cannibal... But I'm they saying could, they would, could eat you direct, or my, they could take a, my, a cell out of your arm and cultivate you in a lab and eat you. If you it would white, be the same. You could put white wine butter sauce on almost anything; it'll taste good. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have served it that way. But that's how people eat chicken. They don't. A lot of people don't eat chicken without any seasoning on it. So you know, you got to be realistic about this. Except for you, you eat a steak with nothing, right? No. Do you put anything on a steak? Salt? Yes. Well, a, 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 what are those that steak seasoning? What about steak sauce? No, 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 nothing liquid. Nothing. I mean, butter on it. Yeah, oh, a little butter, salt. Right. You know, oh. to give it, give it give it all the different flavors. But no, 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 no uh, sauce. Now, the story says it's still going to be meat. So vegans and vegetarians may not take to this because it's still meat. Even though you're not killing animals, you're consuming meat. And people, for health reasons, don't want to do that. So, all right, well... We're going to bring some into the station and sure. we're going to try it out. If you can, you can get a, a, a fake uh, cultivated burger out of a test tube, have at it. Ken <laughs> Show KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.